quite a it's while. It's banned. I'm ready for that you. That was so aggressive. I'm fucking coming for you today. Jesus I just need you to know that. All right. I haven't seen you. How long has it been? Not Skype. It's that, been. That doesn't count. <laughs> like, long, how long has it been? Uh huh. Fuck. That counts. I mean, yeah. that doesn't count. I mean, that's like safe, is what I mean. <laughs> is it going on the scorecard? Is what I'm saying. <laughs> but like, well before Thanksgiving, it's been since Ed. It's Ed, been. It's been. There you go. Since adventuring. Um, first of all, I realize every time I get you, I look at you in complete amazement. And I just give you a congratulatory. Like, all right, all right sure. good. Uh, my goal is to work out of that to where I no longer feel so shocked. And then you just make me furious because you do it to me so much. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. Yeah. The tables will turn. <laughs> uh, no, we haven't seen each other since before Thanksgiving, which is strange. Very. We did a Skype phone call. Yeah. Episode. Uh, which I think after editing out some of the, because th- there was some issues with um, delay. Yes. Yeah, that was tricky. And I was wondering how you, like how we were going to mm-hmm. deal with that. Well, we know? accidentally kept talking over each other. Yeah. And I was real worried about it. Uh-huh. But then I remembered we do that anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. For some reason, when you're on the phone, it's like, oh, oh, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> But I think it sounded really well. We had our mics and we, we sounded like we were in the same room. So, But now we really are. Yes. And I, I rolled out the merriment today. It, my God, I walk in looking like a trash bag. <laughs> because I don't, I still don't, you can hear it in my voice. I still don't feel very well, but I'm, I'm over the worst of it. And I, I come over and I'm wearing basically pajamas. I took my shoes off, Macy, in the car. Before I even walked into your house. Great. I get it, though. That's I totally how comfortable understand. I wanted to be. I understand it. And I walk in and Macy is in the kitchen and there's wine and cheese and chocolate almonds. They were delicious. You had a spread, man. Well, and so I was just, so I was feeling cheese, man. I've been feeling cheese. You know, I love cheese. Love I'm all about cheese. the good cheese. All right. And like Hunter called me today and he was at Brookshire's Ooh. and I was like, get a bottle of wine because it I'm gonna, we need some wine. We need to celebrate. Even though this is like fresh after the adventuring episode. I was like, let's get some fucking Yule episode. Okay, you drink wine. It's a cup of cheer. Yes. Mm. Spirits. <laughs> and, and, um, and I was like, get some cheese. Mm. Some good ass wheels of cheese. A whole wheel. A whole wheel. A $600 wheel of cheese. Yes. Yeah. That's what we rolled out for you that's tonight. <laughs> No, it's about a $4 block of smoked Gouda, mm. and it is my favorite. I love any type of smoked cheese. I love smoked cheese. Love it smoked brings cheese. out the best in the cheese. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be doing a lot of hiss laughing today, I think, because if I just guttural laugh like usual, I'll just go into a coughing fit. Okay, that's so fair. I'm going to hiss a lot. I, I love that. <laughs> Great. It's like that dog. What is Mugsy? That? From uh, racers, uh, who, uh, from, I know racers, <laughs> speed racer. <laughs> it was a speed racer, was it? I don't know, dude. I have like, it's not a big deal to you, but I just have to talk about it to somebody. Yeah, I've finished all <gasps> nine books. Oh my god! I finished all last night on the big moon. I like <laughs> finished the whole series. The big moon, and it was so great. It was so great. Well, that has uh, it, uh, July maybe yeah. is when I started them, 
And it is, oh my God. And I, I was so, it ended great. And I closed it and I was like, I don't know where to go from here. Yeah, yeah. I have read hundreds of books in my life. Mm. I've read a lot of books. Yeah. Like, I don't, this is the best series I have ever fucking read. No shit. And it's like, I, dude, I know that you haven't read it, but I just have, she just ties everything together, man. It's unbelievable. <laughs> These books are fucking huge, okay? And the story spans overall a hundred over a hundred fucking years. Oh, and it's just but like the first Whoa. two, the first two trilogies are very closely connected, mm-hmm. and then the last one is like a lineage uh. further back, right? And it's oh, it's like a prequel. It uh no, what's after uh no, it's like a hundred. Sorry, I said back forward. Oh, okay. my bad. <laughs> Feel ya. So it's a sequel. Yes. Okay. And it's really, really, really fucking good. And I just want to tell everybody, okay, I'm going to chat, I'm going to say this, all right? Lyra, are you listening to me? You oh got to get through the first book. Oh, is Lyra reading it? She's reading it. And it's t- the, you just, mm. <laughs> if you're not, no, you don't know what it is when you start reading it, mm. all right? You just don't. And you can, it kind of, it kind of reads a little indulgent oh. at first, you know what I mean? And... <laughs> You've got to just. I think I might. You got to get through it and be like, "Oh, there's a hell of a fucking story here," because there's a hell of a story, and you just got to get there. So if you're like reading the first book, and you're like, "Oh, this is all right," I don't know if I'm going to continue. Just finish the first book. That's all I ask for you to do, and your life will change because my life has changed. Okay, I just want to, in post, slice out the most country ass thing I've ever heard you say. And I want it on an endless loop. What? It's a hell of a story. <laughs> Did that really? You are going to listen to it back, dude. I'm going to have to. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Did you just like straight cowboyed it? I'm feeling it's it. It's a hell of a story. It's passion, man. <laughs> the passion's coming right out. But seriously. But tell, tell everybody what we're talking about. Because okay, we that's... always get questions. Well, and I just did not say literally a, th- a single identifying factor. <laughs> At all. Damn it. Okay, so now i But see, I knew what you we were talking about, yes. so but we're, we're going to just let that one go. Bad podcast host. <laughs> so it's the Cushiel... Well, so it's tricky, right? Okay, okay, there's nine books. The first six are, like, involving Cushiel. And so there's Cushiel's, some, like, word, you know? Right, like, right, right. And that's the first six. And then the last three are, three are Namaz something. Okay. But they're all in the same universe. Okay. And it's just... They're, they're connected, mm-hmm. you know? But the third story is, like, definitely off. You right. know, it's the first six are, like, to, it's so great. What's the very first book? Is Cushiel's it? Dart. Okay. All right. It's so good, y'all. Check it out. I mean, like... I know we've already had a handful of people start reading it because we've talked about it. I mean, this this is a legacy. We can't even talk about the book because people are reading it, so yeah. we don't want to, like, ruin it. I, uh... But... You've got to read it. And I'm very excited. I... I have to get the first one again. I lent it to Lyra, but I want to get, I have all of the rest of them on hardback because mm. I'm, I like hardback books, yeah, you know? Yeah. And so when I get the hardback, I'll let you borrow it. Okay, for just, sure. Dude, you're just going to fucking let, I was getting up at 530 in the morning before work to read mm. before. And I've done that since July. Yeah. That's when I've been reading. Isn't, and it's that good to where I'm like, oh, I got to get up an hour and a half early mm-hmm. before work to read. Yeah. I love a book that'll do that to you. Mm. That'll just, any free time you have, you're like, oh, I can go read a couple chapters. Ooh. Oh, it's so, it's, it's so been good. a long time since I've had one like that too. 
because I've been reading nothing. Well, and that's the thing, because I... But, like... Research uh, shit, Yeah, research know? material, basically. And it's like, I've always been a voracious reader my entire, mm-hmm. entire life. And I stopped when I got to college, because college, they're like, read this bullshit book about business, and yeah. then you gotta do that all yeah. the time. And then I was just like, well, fuck reading. Yeah. And I've tried off and on, and I've started books. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and even, I was about, I took about 200 pages into the first book. Yeah. To where I was like, oh, shit. You know, like, I was coming, and I was reading it, and I would put it down, and it was good enough to bring me back. Yeah. But I had about, and it might be further than that. It, there's a certain event, and I'm not going to say what it is, but it's like maybe two or 300 pages in. Mm. They're big books. And it's like, here we go. And oh, then it okay. just does not stop. All right. For nine fucking books. And it's So great. there's a little bit of a, an adjustment that you got to get through. There's an adjustment. Yeah. You just got to figure out. And then when you think, like, she's got a little too heavy of a hand on something, mm. she doesn't. She knows what she's doing. I promise. <laughs> I promise. Because there were times when I was like, I can't believe, like, I, you know, nope, nope. She ties it together. She, she just she gets you. She doesn't. She doesn't. I swear. Oh, it's excellent. <laughs> I'm done. Oh, man. I've got uh, no such information to give. I apologize. <laughs> I could tell you what happens when you accidentally take a nighttime drug that you haven't taken since you were a child, but that's all that's happened to me. Which one? Uh, you know, Thermaflu or the Tamiflu or whatever I was talking about. The, the one you make into a tea. Oh, yeah. Whatever that, that one. shit's called. I can't drink that stuff. It tastes so bad. I see. Clark really dug it and I haven't had it in a Hunter long time. Hunter doesn't mind it either. Hunter will just drink it like it's nothing. Well, he made it for me. I didn't mind it. But then again, with this. You can't even taste. I haven't had any yeah. smell or taste. So I don't, I don't know. But it was nice and warm and comforting. But I don't do well with nighttime drugs. Oh, I do. NyQuil. Any I don't kind ever of... need them. Mm-hmm. But sometimes... Just as like a treat. If it's like, <laughs> You're like Saturday I'm gonna, night. I'm asleep real good. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, you know what I'm going to do right now? But like do that and then just sit and what, just just be chill as hell and then have the best sleep of your life. And I'll do that about every quarter. Yeah. Just to treat I myself. I don't like it. I don't like most things that like affect me. Yeah. You know, like I don't like feeling out of control. Uh-huh. I remember as a kid when I would take any kind of NyQuil, it took like me and my mom a long time to figure this out. I would be stuck in this like half awake and I would just, my heart would be beating yeah. and I would be freaking That's out. That's how it, I think it affects mom. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It I, makes, God. and she said it makes her legs crawl. She doesn't like it, anything like that. She can't do because it do, it'll make her feel real. Yeah. It, uh, sometimes the opposite effect. In yeah. A yeah. Yeah. Way. yeah. Like, and if she takes like one Sudafed, mm-hmm. she gets sleepy. Really? She's real weird like that. See, I haven't, I won't take anything that's kind of strong. I'm, I'm even like, I'll watch it on like Dayquil. Point being, I freak out when I take nighttime stuff. And I made a couple of um, mugs of it for me because, you know, Clark's also sick right now. And I made him a nighttime and me a daytime, but I swapped them on accident because I live in a sitcom, I guess. <laughs> and uh, dad was over and we're watching. Oh, what did we watch? Oh, Six Souls. That's what it was. We were watching Six Souls. And it was just, Macy, it's ridiculous. You have to watch it. Okay. At one point, the main guy gets possessed by his dad and he's trying to warn his sister of something. And he's like, but the guy actor, he's like putting his dad's voice on because he's supposed to be somebody's dad. And he's like, you're in danger, buckaroo. Get out of there, slugger. Like, it's like, I can't do it. Anyway. Oh. It's bad. That's beautiful. <laughs> buckaroo. He's, you're in danger, buckaroo. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Let me get on track. Dad was over. We're watching a scary movie. And about 30 minutes into the movie, I just feel doo, 
Yep. You know, I know like, that feeling. <sighs> it literally feels like the bottom of your soul drops out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and to me, that's not enjoyable, especially when I wasn't expecting it. I know that exact feeling, and I hate that feeling. Oh. It just, I think, takes a little more for me to get yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. But I do know that feeling, and it's an absolutely mortifying feeling. I hate it. And I was sitting there, and I was, like, texting Clark, because I didn't want to say it because Dad was over. And I didn't want, like, I didn't want to, like, interrupt the movie with this bullshit complaint that I had. So I was, like, texting Clark, I think I took your PM. I feel really weird. And he's, like, texting me back, you're fine. (laughs) Chill. That was my week. Wow. We're here for a reason. Yeah. Today. Mm-hmm. Talking about something that we haven't talked about in a while. Got a sabbat. A sabbat. 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 Sob. The car. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's been. It's been. I knew it as soon as I did it. It has been. God damn it. Very long since we've done. What was the last one we did? Maybe we did it in the beach house. That's right. Is that correct? That was in August. Oh. <laughs> I'm unsure. I didn't. I wasn't confident. It's a new month. It's right oh, after August. August. It's like extra August. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're back at it again. We're here. Your girls in the room together, talking. Back again. That's <laughs> tell a friend. <laughs> it's the new name of our podcast. Anyway, we've got Yule, and uh, we've got it. We've got a dedication here. Before we go further with this very special Yule episode, mm, you sound like Jim. Great. <laughs> <laughs> we dedicate this episode mm. to to Marlena. Marlena. I was trying to do Jim. <laughs> we should do a Christmas song. Oh, gosh. I'm just thinking lame shit. Marlena, slip a sable under the tree for me. I was just going to do Marlena, Marlena, (laughs) Marlena. (laughs) Thank you, Marlena. And I love that it's like Cher. It's just one name. Marlena. Marlena. It's all you need. So, shall we dive in? We're, we're going to do, as we normally do, one of us gets history. Mm. One of us gets some modern day type stuff. Well, and I feel like I love doing the history component of these. So mm-hmm. I feel like I snatch the history way a lot. And I'm just <laughs> like, I want to do the history. <laughs> I was thinking when you wrote, you were like, do you want to do history? Or uh, do you want me to do history and you can do the modern like, stuff? I bet it's my turn. <laughs> I was like... Okay, but next time I'm going to do the history. I love doing history. <laughs> I love it. One, because I've said before, I'm not super big into celebrating mm-hmm. the the Sabbaths. Yeah. And um, so I, the, I love history, though. And so looking into the historical element is always really neat to me. But I always struggle a bit. Mm. I don't want to say struggle. That's mm-hmm. not true. I just don't um, look forward to yeah. that as much because, well, it, it's like information I'll learn, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to take it to heart. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. And and I do understand what you mean a little bit. And it, it is a little, um, it's just never slapped right for me. And, and I have a whole, <laughs> do you like how I just tried to not address that? Um <laughs> I have I have a little bit on that later uh, because as I want to say as usual, but we only do this for special occasions. Yeah. We do have some uh, as usual as usual. You hmm. hmm. 
All right, A A minus. <laughs> we have some patrons that uh, gave the meaning of of Yule, what Yule means to them, and what their plans are. And in one of them, somebody points out something very specific that I, you know, kind of along that line of Yule being a specific thing. I have a hard time doing things like it's a bit more of a religious aspect. Thank I feel you. like when you do thank you the Sabbath. Uh, thank you. And, and I'm I'm sorry. I'm kind of I'm jumping the gun a little bit because I do want to talk about it later. But there is something that doesn't hit quite right with yeah. saying like I'm going to celebrate a Sabbath. It doesn't um, it doesn't resonate. I think a lot when you look at it this way. Like yeah. when you look at it as as a specific thing. But uh, anyway, I'm sorry. I'm I'm kind of going off top. Off top. I'm very excited to hear about the history. I'll tell you about it. Tell me about it right now. I guess. I guess. Let me get there. I'm running out of room in my book. I know. I was noticing that you're getting like way, way down. And there's a big part where I'm assuming Gizzy got at it. Dinah. That's that's what I meant. Dinah tested us greatly during her uh, young years. (laughs) When she was but a pup. And she was, yeah, it's on the front page, too. There's a perfect puppy-sized bite oh, out of the front wow. page. Oh, yeah. wow. It looks exactly like a little dog mouth. And little teeth marks. She Look gave up it. on this paper, though, because it's like fabric. And she, you could tell she was just like, fuck this. This she is way too much work. It. Does it feel like money? Like money fabric? It feels like money fabric, yeah. yeah. And I don't think she got the satisfaction out of it, mm. so she ditched it. Mm. I got lucky. <laughs> and I'm serious, because I had, like, three pages written in this book by the time she got a hold of I it. I remember... You were so pissed off. There were five books that died that day. I'll never forget that day. My original copy of Energy Medicine. I was going to say the Donna Eden. My original copy of like the book of runes that Wendy recommended. Mm -hmm. A book of poetry Grandma wrote. Luckily, it was mostly salvaged, but still, I can't think about it. That's hard. Yeah. And like, I mean, it was like five books and I came into the room and they were all in the middle of the room in pieces. And I just... You just black out. I just died on the inside a little bit. Yeah. And but luckily she got a hold of this one and was like, fuck that. That's that's not fun. So I'm gonna talk about the the history, the past. My god, your eyes did terrifying things. <laughs> I felt like my eyebrows just did a whole bunch of wiggles. But your pupils also like shrank and then blew up like four times in a row. <laughs> Uh, Tell me about the past. The winter solstice. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay, Jim. Jim is channeling. Jim is trying to get through. One night it's just going to happen. He's like, I'm just going to launch out of my chair at you, and then you'll know Mm. that Jim Mm. has won. I feel, however, Jim launching would still be pretty slow. (laughs) He was just like, I'm coming at you. Gross. He'd leave like a, his chair would be Mm. damp. When he got up. He's always a little clammy. He's moist. He's moist. He's, I love him. Mm. I have a soft spot in my heart for Jim. Oh my gosh. We're going to create him. It's a tulpa. He is a tulpa. And that is uncomfortable. Because if I wake up one night and Jim is by my bed, I'm going to actually, actually just sink into the bed. And just, <laughs> and just no more. I no longer exist. Just melt. I'm gone. Right into the fibers. It's like that scene in the original Friday, or uh, Freddy Krueger, like where he just sucks into the bed and explodes. That's me. Pulls old Johnny Depp in. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Fuck that. Oh, you know also in the original one when he's walking down the alley and he's got those real long long arms. The first one's almost a comedy. It's, I feel like that's also what Jim would kind of do. Yeah. He would just have those long arms like blah, 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 blah. 
I don't like that. <laughs> slowly, <laughs> slowly tube manning. Like, just slowly like tube you. manning. Yeah. Ugh. Taking about just like an inch like, at you a can, time. You can easily get away from uh-huh. him. But he's always coming for And you. you're just, you're paralyzed yeah. when you see him. <laughs> Ew. Anyone would be. <laughs> this monstrosity we've created. It's horrible. Oh. All right. I'm going to talk about you. Yes, please do. This is a happy time, goddammit. Yes. I mean, yes. In the Northern Hemisphere. Yes. Yule occurs on December 21st. Mm. Specifically. It's Jesus. The solstice day. Okay. In the Southern Hemisphere, it is June 21st. Mm. That always trips me out. Yeah. It's just cool to think about, yeah. you know? Because uh, it's there. Um, if if you celebrate in the Southern Hemisphere, if you celebrate by the changing of the seasons, this would be Litha for you? Yes, in Midsummer. That's Litha, right? Litha? I think so. Yes, it is Midsummer because that's like the other Oak King, uh, Holly yeah, King yeah, yeah, battle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think. <laughs> uh, on this day, the Northern Hemisphere is tilted away from the sun um, because the Earth's axis is, is tilted away from the sun. Uh, festivals all over the world celebrated this specific day with light. It's always light, fire, things like that. There's this element of light. Um, such as with bonfires, candles, yule logs, things mm. like that, uh, because it's saying goodbye to the dark half of the year. Yeah, I mean we we put Christmas lights on our house. Yeah, that's, I mean think oh, about it, light. That's it, true. It's just little things like that. It's bringing in the light. The light's coming back. So, the Norse, Ooh. they called this day, and I'm assuming this is pronounced Yule. It's J U L, but I know Yira is pronounced Yira, and it looks like Jira. So I'm rolling with. They called it Yule. Without the extra L. <laughs> and it was a day of merriment, feasts, and celebration. Uh, the wheel of the year is at its low point, and it's oh. it's ready to, to move swing on. Swing back. Yeah, to swing back to the, the to rise again. Keep on turning. Yeah. Proud Mary. Keep on boining. Jessica James in, in the, the river. river. I don't remember what her name was. <laughs> okay so the fact like what i love the most is we never say last names so you just made that up i did and i it's like a very superhero sounding name jessica james jessica james (laughs) oh and that was from learningreligions.com our old friend Mm. despite that there really isn't a way to identify the first Yule celebration. Well, I would think. Yeah. I mean, like, where it came from. Which oh, okay. uh, civilization? All right. Get it, yeah. like, the actual, like... Just, like, some person's hut. It started in, uh, Ethan's hut. <laughs> Ethan? <laughs> That's a name. Keith came over. <laughs> give a, give, give Weston a call. And the whole ceremony was headed up by Connor. <laughs> we have to stop. We will do this all day. We'll offend everybody. We'll go through everybody's name. Oh, oh man. Wyatt. Okay. Um, <laughs> Brad. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm, I'm turning it sorry, off. Sorry, sorry. I will keep going. Okay. I will. Keep, I'm already. My mm. mind is going mm. a thousand miles an hour Tell thinking us. of other I know, names. I know. Oh, don't do it. I want to. Don't do it. I know what you're doing. Okay. 
It's been celebrated. It's been. Thank you for pulling me out of it. I feel better now. Uh, it's celebrated. Many European cultures. I skipped it. Did you catch yeah, me? I did. Fuck you. <laughs> for Dude, I sense some anger. For millennia. Oh. Mm. oh. Feel that weight. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of pressure. Feel it crashing down. Feel like I'm getting fired. Millennia. <laughs> Many scholars. Mm. Like tiny scholars? <laughs> Your face sold it. That was excellent. That was well done. All right. (laughs) Why does anyone listen? I don't know. Oh, God. All right. Okay, sorry. Many scholars. Believe that the Yule we now know uh, originates um, from this just absolute rager of a day um, called... Saturnalia by the Romans. Oh, they The Romans knew how to fucking party. They knew how to party. (laughs) So, dude, I got some sweet-ass quotes in here for you. I was excited about the origins of Yule, but now I'm scared. Right? So, all right. So, it was first introduced around 217 BC. Mm. I always forget how far back, like, the Romans and, like, being such a civilized empire... You know, like how, how far, far back, back it was. Yeah, absolutely. And its its original date was, it started December 17th. However, it was so popular that over time it was extended to a full seven-day affair spanning to the 23rd. Of course. <laughs> so, hasn't that happened many times? I feel like the Romans would just, yeah, they would just do that. <laughs> just like, we like this, let's make it longer. There was another one, how, what was it, the milk holiday? Which uh, was, the, there was uh, like four involved. days of milk. It- <laughs> That's right. It was something about a full Because I was days. mortified by it, and you were like, I'm all for that. You were like, I can't drink milk for a week straight. Uh, God. And I was like, I will. I'll chug it. So the Romans were like, no, we need a week. Saturn's a big deal, y'all. We got to, like, really honor him oh, for a week. okay. I think that was their excuse. I have no idea. They wanted to party for a week, and they, they were, did. Yeah. They fucking did. They were cold, and they wanted some booze mm-hmm. and some warm loving. <laughs> Or whatever. Warm loving. <laughs> Some lukewarm loving. Some lukewarm. A warm tip. Oh, God. So, get this, dude. This is how out of control shit got. Oh. Caesar Augustus tried to shorten the celebration back t- to three days. Oh, no. And, uh, and and Caligula tried to shorten it to five days, but both times the public threw a fucking fit, and the emperors of Rome failed to shorten that holiday. Even Caligula, yeah, even tried Caligula. To shorten it. Whoa, yeah, and that no, it was going to be seven seven days. Okay, yeah. They feel like the Roman. They're going to get what they want. They're going to get what they want, man. So Seneca the Younger. Oh, that's a cool name, right? Seneca. He wrote Seneca. I love how any three-syllable word, or four, whatever. <laughs> Divinity. Three. And like how anyone, it can fit in there. So Seneca the Younger wrote this around 50 AD. Oh. And here's what, it's very common. This sounds like it could be almost written today, but more proper. Were you here, I would willingly confer with you as to the plan of our conduct, whether we should be in our usual way or to avoid singularity, both take a better supper and throw off the toga. Whoa. Okay. Um, Do a modern day translation of that. (laughs) For those out there. Dude, let me level with you. Oh, hmm. We can like 
stay here and chill. Okay. Or we can like go out and fuck tons of bitches. That's what it would be. <laughs> that was perfect. Great. That was so much better than anything. I feel greasier saying mm-hmm. it. It hurt me mm-hmm. to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like it's something straight out of like a 90s movie. Yeah, it hurt you know? me. You're like, but it's, it was it's like Vince Vaughn, you're like talking to <sighs> Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson would never say such a thing. Mm. No, but but Vince Vaughn but would. Vince Vaughn maybe he would, would say it to Owen Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. So, but anyway, that was fifty A.D., dude. Wow. Yeah, it was old as shit to be written that way, and I loved it. I read it and was like, "Good for you, Seneca the Younger. <laughs> You're a modern man." And what was that in reference to again? I've I've completely forgotten the craziness of Saturnalia. Just so like, it's basically being like, dude, if you were here. Here's what I would tell you we would do. Right. We could either have our normal night. Yeah. We can sit in and we can have our normal night, normal dinner, go to bed. Or if we don't want to stick out like a sore thumb, we, we can strip down and fucking party. Yeah. And that's basically what it is. So he was, he was like, this is, this is how we get yeah. down. If we want to yeah. not stick out, we're going to get wild. <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> so much peer pressure. Yeah. And can you imagine like going over, like you're visiting Rome. Yeah. You know, and you're like coming in from the country and your cousin is like, so look. Dude, you need to... This is Saturnalia. I'm going to tell you something. I have no idea. We can either stay in tonight like fucking losers, Mm. or we can go out. Like, I I just feel like it sounds like it's written like that. All right, Vince, you got me. Yeah, I'm telling you, Seneca the Younger. (laughs) (laughs) So in 354 AD, Mm. when the the doctors of the church uh, saw that... I loved that Christians had a leaning towards the holiday... (laughs) They happened to like Saturnalia. They were fans. (laughs) They decided that the nativity should be solemnized on on December 25th. So kind of like right towards the end. You know, it helped kind of allegedly helped lead to that date. As we've seen through a lot of these um, old pagan traditions. Yeah. Yeah. When the Christianization or I guess just the modernization of any major religion came through. Yeah. They took these important dates and they're like oh yeah that's important to us too yeah uh yeah totally yeah there's some piggybacking yeah for lack of a better word these holidays so saturnalia and then eventually you know i guess christmas you know christmas christmas uh so these these holidays like the one fucking where am i okay god damn it all right (laughs) these holidays like saturnalia uh were carried with the romans on their their spread through europe Mm -hmm. um which is why many believe that they influenced cultures uh and and basically helped create a future yule celebration Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it was as was mentioned earlier the norse had their yule and their influence over the celtic lands is was big you know um, and it, it's believed by some that the Norse had had far greater influence uh, over the Celtics than the Romans, or, or at least a longer lasting one. Mm. In Scandinavia, the Norse celebrated Yule from December 21st through January. Uh, yeah, through January, like through the end of the oh, year. Okay. Um, yeah, it was a good. It was basically December 21st through the end of the new year. Half a month. Or end of the year. Shit. And it was seen as the return of the sun and thus the return uh, of the tilling, planting time, you know, Mm -hmm. the return of the warmth, Mm -hmm. as well as the return of 
all right, we might make it through the night. We might be able to start going to sleep comfortably and not worrying about if yeah. we're going to die. Yeah. You know, kind of that time to be like, oh, all right, we did it. So you'll spend, uh, it's spent 12 days uh, from December 21st to January 1st, or also known as Yule Night. Mm. And thus, uh, the origin of the 12 days of Christmas. Oh. So that was another little mm. one. I was like, I didn't know that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> For for Celtic pagans, uh, Lou is uh, oh our old buddy. Oh, Lou's back, <laughs> uh, reborn uh, to be with his beloved Iru Iriu. I'd never heard like a name actually for huh. like the goddess, but oh. Iriu Iru. Iru? Um, I probably should have looked that one up at least. Who who transforms from the crone to the maiden? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. you know. So it's kind of all right. I, I imagine. Okay. God damn it. It's just like in Cushiel's Dart and all of those books. There's like a thing that's like, li- there's a lot of this kind of stuff in those books. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. And um, there's just like a perfect depiction of it. But like really. Somebody it's like peels their mask off in there. Kind of basically. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it, it, I picture that, you know, and I have a ritual from the book of Pagan Rituals to oh. read to you. And um, yes. it, it really visualizes that, that same kind of thing as well. We're going to get a new saying. Yes, this one is um actually pretty chill. Okay. And quite nice. You did say that about Maven also. Okay. And we got friends I propose a toast out of That's that. That's very true. So Okay. <laughs> so the Welsh would see this day as when the Holly King and the Oak King, who is now a youngin, mm. he's a young lad. He's a little he's a little Groot sprout. He's a strapping young thing. Oh. Mm. This is probably my favorite depiction i like it too the I like holly it a lot. and the oak king kind like of it. vibe yeah and uh just as is done for midsummer however this time the oak king takes the rule mm. thus the steady return of the light warmth and harvest mm. the light half of the year um eventually is to come they just spend all of eternity whooping each other's ass can you imagine <laughs> and like an eternity to like a like a, a godlike character feels like Nothing. Yeah. You know, so I feel like it's every day they feel they like they're up. just beating each other's asses. Oh, God, okay, you're going to win today and I'm going to win tomorrow and we're going to do this sucks. until the end of time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. I feel like they're good friends by now. They, they have each to other be. They're like, like, all right. Hey, man, after this, you want to like go hang out? They just like go in and like punch their little time card <laughs> and then just start beating each other up. It's like, this is their day Afterwards, job. Afterwards, they take off their tie. Mm-hmm. They go like catch a movie together. Yeah. You want to go get a brew? Yeah. You get some beer? Oh. 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 <laughs> so this was a time to be thankful for surviving mm. uh, yet another harsh winter, which was a feat not only just for the cold, but also due to properly rationing. Yeah. So much thought had to go into this just to not die. Yeah. And we just have so forgotten that. I mean, preparing stores for the winter, everything, life and death mm. depended on that. So, yeah, like, it, so basically, I just, I can't imagine the, the the sense of relief that must have happened. Because even so, after December 21st, it is, like, hard. It's still cold. It's cold as hell. And, like, here in Texas, the winter really doesn't hit until January. Yeah. But, like, to know, as like, back in that time, you you know, they, they could keep track of the days and be like, we've made it. Yeah. You know? It's, like, a, it's a symbol of... Hope we're yeah. almost done. It, yeah, it's gonna get a little harder for a little longer, but like we've punched through. Yeah, it's like the hard shit. I, I just I can't imagine the way to that. Um, this was from paganspath.com. Oh, mm. 
the let's talk about the the Yule log. Yes. Let's talk about the Yule log. The Yule log. Log. Yule log. Yule log. <laughs> let's talk about it. I don't know what's happening. So, it's a Celtic tradition. <laughs> Before you coughed, it looked like what I said rattled your world. Like you were shooketh. <gasps> I thought it was Norse. I was going to take offense to what you said. <laughs> so, it features an oak log, typically. Uh-huh. Okay. And it was it, it was decorated with other greenery, uh, different kinds of... Trees, mistletoe, uh, things like that were decorated um, in, in a way, one, to, to kind of signify the, the union of Lou and Iriu, mm. uh, as well as it's it's a bit phallic. Oh, as is most of mm. this, yes. Lou's back. Oh, Lou's return. Do you like my fist? I do. <laughs> that I keep, you keep reaching closer to you with? Absolutely thrusting that fist in the air. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> I feel like you did it and you looked at me and you're like, you get it? <laughs> and, um, and you know, and lighting this, this Yule log in your, your hearth or your fire pit, whatever it is that you want to do, huh. it does, it signifies the return of the sun. You're burning that fire on the winter solstice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of the, the, it's the shortest day of the year. Yeah. And that only means the days are going to get longer from there. So you kind of, you're lighting that fire and it's almost, you're, you're helping it along. You're, 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 you know, cause if you think about it, and this was similar, I think it was for midsummer, um, to where it was like, basically, you know, you would just have this grid work of fires over this yeah. massive area. And it was almost like, I think if I remember, remember correctly, it was like, you're, you're like taking a piece of the sun yeah, with you yeah, you're yeah, bringing yeah. the bringing sun down. It down to kind of keep that warmth yeah and so this is kind of like the reverse you're like you're burning that log you're like and light welcome back yeah and i i can get behind yule for that reason yeah. you know um i love like all of the summer sabbats yeah but there's there's a tinge of sadness um for like when you know like how this one has a tinge of sadness for you yeah yeah like this one i'm starting to be like all right. Yeah, this this is uh, very much like Lytha. I feel like this has a, a bit of meaning to both of us for different reasons. Mm-hmm. It's bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah. And I still, like, Yule is not one, really, that I do much with. Mm-hmm. But I can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I I usually don't do anything. Yeah. But it's there, and I'm like, all right. Yeah. Yule, like, you and me, we're all right. We can make it. Yule, be okay with Yule? You'll be What's sorry. <laughs> That was a deep Waba cut. Yeah, you got to be an old listener to get yeah, that you one. Do. Damn. <laughs> so here's, I liked this. I thought this was nice because I, I don't have a fireplace. I have a fire pit, but I'm yeah. not going to be dragging myself into the cold to burn a log. I know myself better than that. But what you can do, and I thought this was nice. Burn it in your oven. Well, you can get a, a log. You got to have that. You got to have like the dick energy in you here. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Lou. So. Well, you so you have that right, and so you drill three holes in it, okay? Yes. And you can put three tapers in it. Oh. And you have a white one. I swear, I thought I know you didn't, but I thought you said tapeworms. Gross. Okay. Just you stuff them in there. 
So you got a white one. So you got a white one, right, yes. for the maiden. Oh. And you got a red one for the mother. Oh. And a black one for the crone. I didn't know the meaning. And. Uh, I don't know the meaning of the word. <laughs> God damn it. And so you light them all up, right? And so, but what you can do with the log is that you can reuse it. And it's a way that if you don't have a fireplace. Yeah. You can still have your Yule log experience, <laughs> for lack of a better word, but it's reusable. You don't have to burn it. You're not going to set a smoke alarm off. Mm. And then I like to imagine that the wax over the years just, just kind of builds, builds up, yeah. you know, and it just looks super witchy. Yeah. But I like that. And I was like, that I could get behind and maybe on Yule, like Yule, Yule. <laughs> when Minnesota came out. It's still nothing like that fucking Texas thing you did earlier. What did you say? <laughs> It's a hell of a story. story. (laughs) Okay. My accent comes out so much when I'm passionate. (laughs) I know. I know. It is crazy. All the guards are just like, shook. Listen. (laughs) Well, hey. I tell you what. Listen and have a story. (laughs) That went to grandpa territory. Story. (laughs) I'm six. I can't. I'm still saying bilk. Oh, Instead yeah. Of, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. God. Dory. <laughs> so, I have an incantation for you. You listening to me? Look at me. Look at me. I have an incantation look for you. My eyes. I, uh, I got this from Earth Witchery, but it said it's old. And so it's kind of, from, I don't know where it's originally from. Oh. Um, but when you're burning your candles or you're burning your Yule log. Yes. Or whatever you're doing for Yule. Mm. Um, here's a little incantation for you. Actually, no, this needs to be when you have a log because it talks about a log. Oh, so okay. Mind, I forgot. <laughs> so scratch that. Burn a log or the candles in the log. Um, <laughs> may the log burn. May the wheel turn. Oh. May evil spurn. Oh. May the sun return. Beautiful. That's it. Oh, very simple. Very mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Four lines. Yeah feel like if you are into celebrating with your kids, that's going to be enough for them. Yeah. 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 You can learn it. Uh, you'll be able to learn that in a week. One more time without me making the weird noises after every Ooh, Oh, wow. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> may the log burn. May the wheel turn. May evil spurn. May the sun return. Oh. Mm. There we go. I got one weird noise at the end. <gasps> I am done now. <laughs> that is how I want you to I'm end. going now. I'm going. I have things to do. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you for uh, teaching me a little bit today. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Preach. Oh, yeah. Get get that near the... Let, let them hear that burning cedar juniper. I'm going to get it caught so it'll smolder for a minute, but this one's pretty fresh, so I don't think it's really going to catch. Fireside chats. Hope you're feeling warm and cozy. And it's done. (laughs) Warm and cozy time's over. Yeah. I'm immediately calmer. I can't smell any of it you're missing out but i feel like i feel the effects like i've still been burning i've still been burning incense and stuff while i've been sick Mm -hmm. it's probably not the greatest to be burning things. i do it anytime i feel under the weather uh yeah i've been burning things that have medicinal quality to it so i've got like some copal i had a little bit of yerba left and i feel like that was good you know i'm gonna share with you right now right the hell now 
some modern uh, modern celebrations. Long way from like 217 BC. Uh, yes. <laughs> you know, uh, if you don't have time to... Throw off the and, toga? If you don't have time to throw off the toga, which I mean, make time for that. <laughs> but I do have some modern celebrations. I have some associations that you can use for your altar setup or even just your home decor. I also have a little bit of food. I want to talk about food. I always want to talk about food. And I have two recipes. I want to talk about food, baby. I know that that's not what you're doing, but that's where I went. I regret it, but it was Toby, Toby Keith. Keith. Absolutely. Number one, what's he say? Oh, me, my, me, my. <laughs> and when you start. God damn it. It's horrible. <laughs> you know, Toby Keith has that restaurant. What is it? Toby Keith's Bar and Grill. It's like, or it's I Love This Bar. It is. Because he had that song. I love this bar. Toby Keith's I Love This Bar and Grill is, I think, the official name. There's one in Mesquite. There's one in uh, the Windstar Casino. Great. In Oklahoma. No point to that other than I've been to it. Was it par? Was it just about, just about all right? Or was it great? Absolutely unremarkable because I'm remembering nothing. Uh Uh-huh. I remember being like, oh, this beer's cold. That was nice. <laughs> but I feel like, God damn it, you better have some cold beer. Yes. <laughs> was it like any Shiner Bach? No. Was it like a nice Hefeweizen? It was probably a solid Bud Light. It was like some. You had some Coors, maybe some, maybe a Miller, <laughs> some Natty. Schlitz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about Yule and the modern right. way so you can celebrate it. I also have a. Um, I also have a ritual that I would like to share, and it can be done with the whole family and, of course, modified to your specifications. All of it's going to be kind of building on that traditional Yule celebration and the, the history of it. So the first thing that you can do to celebrate Yule, bring it into your life a little bit, is to set up your altar space. Uh, and if you don't keep altar, then you can set up your home decorations. This is also a really good way to fly under the radar. If you yeah. want to experience Yule, you kind of want to dip your toe in. This is one like Samhain yeah. to where so many of the commercial so tight in. decor yeah, is yeah. like boom in there. I mean, honestly, e- even getting into these associations later, it, it just sounds like if you picked my phone up and looked at my notes, you'd be like, oh, She's making a list of Christmas things, mm-hmm. you know, so this is a really, really easy way to fly under the radar uh, if you, if you're, if that's important to you. Another way to celebrate is making uh, homemade gifts and handmade gifts. This is a big part of the, the cold slash winter time of the year anyway, because you're, you're stuck inside or you were back then, you know, mm-hmm. and, and for a long time. Up I'm until, stuck inside. Up, see, you know, and even, mm-hmm. even today. So you're not doing big, huge tasks outside of the home. You're not working the fields. You're not, um, you're not doing a lot of like house projects outside and yard and shit like that. Everything you're doing is inside the home. So it's a good time to work with your hands. And one of the things that you can do is you can hand make gifts for those in your life who do celebrate the, uh, the, the winter festivities to come. So anything past Yule, such as Christmas, it's a good time to make some little homemade things and kind of incorporate them into your, because, you know, it's a day about feeling joyous and spreading the love and this, that, and the other. So it's a good time to kind of incorporate everybody and be like, you know, I know that they don't celebrate Yule or maybe they wouldn't get the whole pagan thing, but I'm going to make them some, 
you know, one of those little mason jars that has like a, co- a dry cookie mix in it, you know, or you know what I mean? Like you give us gifts mm-hmm. or, or something like that. It's a good time for doing that. Another biggie, cleansing is very important right now. Uh, because much like in spring, when you're kind of getting rid of all the gunk and the in the dust and everything, instead of that, you're getting ready for the harsher winter days to come. Because yes, it's the return of the sun. Uh, all of the days are going to be a little bit longer, but we still have like a lot of winter to go. Mm-hmm. It's not over. So it's a time that is um, important to kind of remember that and say we've made it through but we still have to buckle down and and do more so it's a good time to go through and do your your winter cleansing and yeah you can physically clean your house if like if you feel like it whatever but you can also set out little plinkets and um kind of freshen up the space pull your christmas or your yule or your whatever decorations down and put those out uh as well as doing a spiritual cleansing that spiritual cleansing will be you know obviously to bring in the things that you want to manifest you want to have in your home for me it's a uh, kind of an honoring it would it less cleansing and more like of an honoring celebration you know would take time to think about what winter is about the planning aspect of it and the working with what the world has given you at the time uh, and also what has been stored and a lot of this comes from you know those ancient times where you were stuck in the house and you literally had to work with what the earth gave you like you only had root vegetables Mm -hmm. and like you only had what you had stored from like Ludensaw when all the when all the grain came in like you only had what you had jarred and canned and put away but today I kind of see that as not necessarily because you know you can go to Walmart and get some food but like today I want to think of that as learning what I have stored away from this previous year. So, and, you know, just kind of thinking about the lessons I've learned. It's a good time for me uh, to like journal. It's a good time to start your new, uh, maybe you want to start your new book of shadows. Anything that's very mental based. Maybe it is just like starting the, the book series, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but it's it's that time to rest and mentally chill out and get your ducks in a row. It's not the time for action. As a note, I must have been trying to kind of make a mental note to myself because at the very end I put, this is also a good time to winterize your home. (laughs) So I don't know, check your pipes or whatever. (laughs) All right, I have some associations with Yule and you can use these little elements as altar decorations or you could run out and get a fucking tattoo of them. I don't know. But here's some associations. I have general altar slash decoration symbols that are popular at this time. There's obviously lights and fire. We talked about that. Lighting up the darkness, welcoming back the sun. Traditionally, it was a bonfire kind of thing. And uh, we even talked about how that's worked its way into massively almost every winter celebration that there is mm-hmm. now. Think about it. We light our house up. We light the tree up. Mm-hmm. There's the uh, the the kinara, the menorah. You know, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of lights that people have at this time. Sun symbols are big right now. You'll see a lot of... Um, like I saw like really like little cute cookies like in the shape of suns anything sun sun medallions sun little pictures of suns like on altars and things like that yule logs which we covered bells are big holly snow I'm actually just describing Christmas Mm -hmm. these are all things that are big at this time and the bells actually has a cute little um tie into the fae uh because they say you can tell when, like, the fair around, you might hear, like, a little, chi- little mm-hmm. chiming bells. And then eventually that came to be associated with Santa and the elves. They'd all have the little bells. Mm. So it's it's kind of woven its way in through So that the elves thing. are actually an army of the fae. The elves are, like, actual elves, and I wouldn't want to fuck with them. 
which me and mom have started cre- started collecting creepy elves. We That's a great idea. Listen, listen, we did we did the hardest 180 that I think has ever been done. Because y'all were collecting fat birds. Yeah, we were, yeah, kind of around the time that me and Clark got married, uh, we got a lot of little fat birds. Everything like we had was a little fat, fat bird. birds. Uh, you know, she's got a made of stone mm-hmm. and just everything. Everything was a little fat bird. So mom came over recently and we went to a, uh, some store. They had all their Christmas crap out and we were just looking and I love gnomes. I, I do too. Oh, do you really? I do. I have never talked about it before. I love I fucking gnomes. Love gnomes. I lo- I keep, okay. I want to get like I've been meaning, this is a thing now. but yep. I want to get good gnomes, right? Yep. Yep. I don't want to get like cheap plastic yep. gnomes. So I need to find a yeah. good place to get gnomes. Exactly. That's not. You see, there's a fine line mm-hmm. between having a gnome that's, and I'm not dissing you if you have this. I want a stone gnome. I want like a nice classy little garden gnome. A I want painted... to think of them as real. Yeah. Entities. It comes to life and yeah. runs around and fucks shit up yeah. like a gnome does. Like a gnome will do. But also help you if you're kind mm-hmm. to him. I love gnomes. And I love everything. So we've talked about our love of tiny things. Mm-hmm. In the store, they had this little section where they had like miniature bridges and like you can build like a little gnome village. And it was the cutest thing. And mom never knew that about me. So she was like, I did. I wasn't aware you had this like old lady obsession with gnomes. <laughs> I love gnomes. Dude, did you notice on the way to Jefferson, the, the, the gnome market place no it was insane dude so when we were driving to stay at the excelsior it was on the right hand side when we were driving up just kind of in the middle of nowhere and there was this house that was on the highway and it was like two six foot tables set up full of hand-painted gnomes why didn't we stop we had already passed it and like i was just like if he what did i just see and i looked at hunter and i was like did you see that and he was like no it didn't exist and I was like, what? It was gnome trickery. It was a whole table, man. And they were like neon, like fuchsia, yellow, Whoa. turquoise. Like they were fucking loud okay, gnomes, man. Okay, that's not man. far off from here. We're going to have to go back. I know, dude. We're find... And they were like, you could tell. They were like handmade gnomes. And I was like, if he's there on the way back, we're stopping. Okay, guys. Several of you have written in after we had our Jefferson, Texas spooky sode. And y'all are like, I'm not far from there. If you're out there and you're still listening and you know... What we're talking about. Who is that? Tell us. Please Does tell he us. have a business card? <laughs> it's just, his card is an actual gnome. <laughs> okay. Woof. Anywho. They also had little fairies, and or elves. And I was like, mm, I was like, I'm not really into that, you know? And mm-hmm. she was like, okay, mm, yeah, yeah, I'm not either. And we went and they would have more like elf on a shelf type things. And then they had, I got to bring up this picture. They had this brand and they had these elves for Christmas that were like, decorative collectible kind of things and they're about this big about Mm. as you know foot big that's big or whatever and it was the creepiest thing it just its little face was creepy the way it was dressed was creepy the idea of him was creepy his hands were creepy like a little gym elf and we were like exactly and we were like oh and we were like who would have this oh my god that's so creepy we we gotta have him and like well like we turned the corner and there was another one like even bigger (laughs) And we were like, oh, my God, it gets worse. And then we saw another one, like, all in silver, you know, and he's got, like, his hand out and his, like, hand look really long fingers. And he's all in this, like, disco silver. I'm picturing, like, a, a gray. That's what they I say mean, they wear. And, and like, so she picks it up and she's looking at him. She's like, kind of like his little disco outfit, though. She's like, yeah, that's all right. You know, and then we're kind of, I don't know. He's kind of, you know, I don't know. And we just did a, and then, like, in the span of, like, 20 seconds we went from who would have this to like my mom picked him up and put him in the shopping oh, cart. 
And we were like, we have to. Do I you love have a him. picture? Yes, I do. Oh, he's freaky. His name is Jeffrey. But he tricked us. He threw down some elf magic yeah, huh. because we fell in love with him. And we've decided that every year we're going to buy a new one. Oh, there's going to be some like elf fuckery, though. When there's going to be like a lot six of or seven. I, I, and I'm very weird about like when I buy little gnome statues, because I've got two now, like little tiny ones. I'm very weird about being very respectful. Yes. And I always like try to say something to him. No, I'm superstitious as hell, man. Absolutely. I don't know what I don't know. Yep. Yeah, true. True. You do not know what you don't know. Mm -mm. (laughs) Where was I? Okay, back into the association. Sorry. Uh, Back into the general altar and decorations. Uh, Here we go. The last one is the evergreen tree. Mm. Sorry for that little tangent we went on. I don't know how much of that made it in. Probably a decent chunk. By this point of editing, I'm probably just sitting there just like, that's fine. That's fine. It's cool. (laughs) As long as one of us isn't screaming. Yeah. Um, Okay. So uh, setting up your tree is, is not just for Christmas, but the bringing in of evergreen trees it symbolizes uh, this ages-old tradition of bringing the outside in, bringing the greenery inside. Like, it's so dead and everything's dead and cold and gross. Like, I love it, but a lot of people think it's gross outside. To see this tree that stays green, it's like this symbol of hope. Dude, it's what's saved me yeah. this year. My plants, mm-hmm. I have not lost a plant. Right. And I have them with me still. And I think that is why my seasonal depression has kept at bay yeah like i have a huge fucking majesty palm in the kitchen and i have another one in the living room and then like every few days i'm having to bring all of my my three ferns all my herbs everybody's piled in all of my windowsills have mint and lemon and it's just like i just fucking worry about them all the time and i'm just like well i can't i can't i gotta put them out it's been a few days since they've been outside but i gotta bring it back in and i'm just like as you're talking about it i'm sitting here going like oh i hope my grow lights on at home like i'm just i'm just like i want them to be okay it's really helping me get through (laughs) and like having the greenery and taking care of them yeah it's i think i'm way better off than i was last year and and i think that a lot of that is ingrained in Mm -hmm. us you know and um there are many origin stories on the christmas tree and the evergreen tree and bringing it in and why it's decorated there's there's so many right but I think a big part of it simply is because when we see something alive, when everything is dead, we're kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's okay. So, of course, as humans, the first thing we do is ch- kill it and bring mm-hmm. it inside mm-hmm. to make us happy momentarily, you know. Uh, but setting up the Christmas tree is um, a good little thing to do. Good little activity. Here's some colors if you want to dress festively uh, or decorate your home festively. We've got red and green, obvs, mm. and that's kind of tied into that holly king, oak king kind of thing. The red for the mm-hmm. holly, you know, leaves are green, that bullshittery. White and silver, very... Just uh, like Jeffrey. <laughs> Just like Jeffrey in his little outfit. Oh, we're going to have to put up a picture of Jeffrey. Uh, white, and, white and silver can be symbolic of snow and ice. And then there's midnight blue and gold, and that's uh, my personal favorite Christmas combination. That's how I I decorate with midnight blue and uh, gold. I do midnight blue and silver silver. more often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's how I I do. I did it last year, midnight blue. Mm -hmm. I love blue as a Christmas color. Yeah. Blue is uh, a standby. I do. There's there's something so nostalgic about red and green to me. I love it. It's not my favorite, uh, but I do love to see it. Blue, my parents always had a tree topper. That I now have in my possession. And it's this old wizard. You know those old Father Christmas? I know which one you're talking about. And he's in a blue velvet coat. And he's got his little gold staff. And um, 
so that's that's kind of I think what gives me those Christmas vibes mm-hmm. is gold silver or sorry blue and gold blue and silver. You can do your whole house up in those colors to honor this time. I've got crystals. So there's the obvious red and greens like bloodstone mm-hmm. and uh, ruby fuchsite. Oh. Which is a little bit less uh, stark than bloodstone. Bloodstone's like, I'm green and red. Mm-hmm. Ruby fuchsite's kind of like a soft red and a soft green. It's very delicate. Uh, and then your red and green stones in general, like emeralds, garnets, and rubies. And then there's also diamond. Oh. Which, if I'm not mistaken, mistaken isn't that one of the birthstones of this time is diamond? I could be mistaken. Don't quote me on that. I don't know. Okay. Um, I don't know anything about Sagittarius's. Clarky is a Sag. Your brother and mother is a Sag. I know. I just don't know about their shit. (laughs) I don't know about their shit. Okay, the last, like, couple of seconds was so, was so Aquarius. (laughs) Um, I used to not think I acted like an Aquarius, but the more I learn about Aquarius, I'm just like, oh, God. I feel like not thinking you're an Aquarius is an Aquarius Aquarius thing. thing. I know. (laughs) All right. um, I have some animal associations. If animal work is important to you or even just channeling the the energy of these animals. uh, And they're mostly not surprising. We've got wolves, bears, deer, excuse me, owls, wren. And tigers. So all very snow-like yeah. animals. Animals that do thrive in like an Arctic kind of setting. Uh, and also I kind of wanted to spread it out and get some like bird energy, some cat energy, some dog mm-hmm. energy uh, through there. And then there's also, also your mythological, which no, it's elves and gnomes. Of course it is. Oh, yeah. Big time. <laughs> elves at big time. They're always here, man. Mm-hmm. They're always trying to get your milk. I've got herbs. (laughs) Here's some herbs that you can either cook with or use as offering. Here here we go. Here we go. We got peppermint. Wow. We got rosemary. We have mistletoe. Mm. Ivy and holly. Oh, shit. I'm not surprised by any of these. It's a little vague. Ivy of what? Just ivy. Just ivy. Macy. Okay. (laughs) It's ivy holly. It's a new thing. (laughs) Incense that you can burn. Oh, Shocking to everyone, uh, frankincense and, and myrrh. Wow. Your nips are blown off. Earth. Bayberry. Bayberry. Clove, pine, orange, and my Lord and Savior, cinnamon, is big at this time. I like to burn a good clovey orange, like a palmetto. Yeah. yeah I like to make them. Uh, uh-huh. And then um, it's always very painstaking, though. I have a bag of little cuties. Yeah. And I think that would be fun. I want to make some make baby palmettos because I have yeah. a whole big bag of clove. I'm going to do that this weekend. <sighs> okay. My only advice. Have you made them in a little while? I made one like I haven't made them ago. since we were kids. Get a tack or something and make a pre-hole and then put the clove I remember in. my hands being almost I mean, bloody. it'll freaking rip you up. Yeah. Those are bad little bitches. Okay. As I stated earlier, working with your hands is big at this time. Here's a couple of things that you can do if you're looking, if you're a crafty person or you want to branch out. The first one is sewing. Mending your clothing was big at this time, as well as making new clothes. This is so important to me. I don't know how to we, sew. We had the same conversation like an episode ago. I know. I, I was. It must have been when we were drunk. Probably. At the adventuring. Because I just remember at some point in the recent, like, recent past being like, 
Nobody knows how to mend their clothes anymore. Oh, it was when we were talking about Goody, Goody, uh, yes. Eunice Cole. Yes. Like, like she, yes. They had to weave their own shit just to have clothes. So if you're looking to pick up a basic life skill, sewing is there for you. Mm. Uh, upping your cooking stat is very important at this time. Using the nature around you to make your crafts, such as your wreaths and your Yule logs. Bringing in the light is important. Um, one of my favorite ways to do this, and talking about those little pomanders, uh, something that I did really... Did I say palmetto? I said palmetto. You did say palmetto. What is <laughs> what in the hell is a palmetto? It's a plant, I'm pretty oh. sure. I'm thinking palm olive. <laughs> palm olive. <laughs> coughing over uh one of one of the big ways to bring in the light is to use the citrus fruits that are gifted to us at this time of year and i want so badly to make a witch's ladder just like a little one not a big one you know and have it in my kitchen have you seen them they're just it's a string that it just hangs down from your ceiling and it's like you go a little bit and then you put a stick and then you go a little bit and you put like a, a dried orange slice and then you go a little bit and you put like a stick of um, cinnamon. No, but I want to make one. That's it looks adorable. I'm, I'm going to have to find the picture and send it to you because I love it. It, it is so bright looking, depending on how you make mm-hmm. it. But it also looks witchy as fuck, dude. And it looks like a cool way to bring some kitchen witchery in. Just the, the fact that citrus is something that's so big right now is like very, I don't know. It's it's so cool that something so bright mm-hmm. is, is. It's kind of a wild card. It's a little bit. Yeah, you wouldn't think because you think summer, lemonade, mm-hmm. the orange, whatever. Uh, but it is a, a wintertime thing. So anyway, making those kind of crafts that do bring in the light. Taking care of uh, the animals around you outside. So this can be anything from donating old blankets and things to animal mm-hmm. shelters to maybe making birdhouses uh, or having, um, you know, bird feeders and things. If you have kids, you can make one of those uh, pine cones that you put peanut butter on and then roll. Oh, yeah, for squirrels and yeah. birds and shit. And put that out and just kind of... You know, it's hard for them also. And of course, they're they're less um, adapted. They're less spoilt than we are. Yeah. You know, they do know how to get by, yada, yada. But it is still hard for them. It's still hard for the animals, man. So giving them a little gift of food. Be careful how you do it. Look up, you know, what animals you got in your area and what they can and can't have and all that shit. Which brings me to food. So with all celebrations, this is a time for feasting. I I mean, man, I kind of in the back of my head thought we were going to come across one that was like, this is not a feasting day, but they're all fucking feasts, dude. Food that showcases what's in season right now is big. Uh, So look look up what this is in your area. But around these parts, and I guess most parts of the northern uh, hemisphere, it looks a little something like this. Okay. Brussels sprouts. Mm. Love a good Brussels sprout. I love Brussels sprouts. My, like, nine-year-old self is dying inside. Some good, like, oven roasted. Roasted with, like, oil and some, like, like, Parmesan. Baby. Uh, Okay, citrus fruits, like lemon and orange. Leeks. Love leeks, dude. Mm -hmm. Grilled leek. Pomegranates, which also have a role in certain religious themes around this time. Root veggies, like potatoes, carrots, rutabagas which I never really knew what the hell that was. I thought it was a funny word until I cooked (laughs) with one recently. And I like really dug it Uh, as well as a turnip. And winter squishes are big right now. Baking is a huge part of Yule. We're entering the time where traditionally you would be using 
some of those stored provisions mm-hmm. that you had. So the wheat that did come in from Lamas that you ground up and you grew and you put away, you were putting it away for this time right now. This, this was big for to have bread again, because you've probably gone a little while without bread. You were lasting on what you had left from your stores. Uh, this is a big time for meat because you're surviving basically on root veggies and anything you can grow in the cold parts and animals that you have. And once again, Nature does know what it's doing because some of the most delicious things can be baked around this time. Uh, and it could be from dinners that include the the fresh meat of what you would have been living off of. Uh, so like something like shepherd's pie, which dude, shepherd's pie. I don't get me started. I, I can't. Pie. If you put a shepherd's pie in it's front gone, of my face, man. it'll be gone. It's gone. You'll count to three and it's gone. Mm. Uh, so from things like shepherd's pie that use the meat and the root vegetables and everything that is available to us right now, uh, to the desserts that showcase those citrus fruits that we talked about that have a light and summery taste. Uh, And it's a bit of refreshing lightness to kind of break out of the monotony of like meat, carrots, meat, potato, meat, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe some bread. Corgis. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) They heard me talking about animals and they were like, no, no. Okay, listen here. And as always with these things, the food that you have is symbolic. So yeah, you're honoring what the earth has provided and what you have worked so hard for. But it's also about breaking bread with those that you love and uh, being festive and being merry and experiencing the longest night of the year together, uh, whatever that means to you. Whether you're kind of huddling together with those you love to get through it or you're having a, a... a party you're mm-hmm. you know celebrating what it is uh you you're gonna do those with the people closest to you so after the music i would like to share some recipes uh that i really love for yule and uh one of them i actually forgot about it until now it's a winter solstice pie yum and a wasal recipe i want to make that pie ever since i got that little pumpkin pie dish i'm, I'm all about the pies oh and a good like meat pie, a good savory pie yeah. sounds great. And this one, I made this one last year. It is so freaking good. I love a root vegetable in the first place. Yeah. And I did kind of, I believe I amended it a little bit uh, because I like, I think I put like added peas. Mm. I kind of mashed it with a shepherd's pie. Yeah. Um, but it does, it has that kind of like chicken pot pie crust mm-hmm. on it. Um, and it's just so good and it's warm and it's hearty and it's a little, you know, little thing, a little thing. Um, so stay tuned after the music for that. And I'm going to close with a modern ritual. And this is from the seasonalsoul.com. Here's what you'll need. You'll need one large central candle, smaller votive candle. You'll need one for each person participating in the ritual. And of course, something to light those things with. So the first thing you do is you gather in a central space in your home. I would probably want to do it outside if you can handle the cold. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good option to do uh, because it's it's a nighttime ritual. Yeah. You could, I guess, I guess maybe do this in the morning or wait until sunrise and do this when the sun was kind See, of coming out. that's when I, I am not, I've come to learn, I'm not a night ritual person. Really? No, I'm hmm. a morning or midday. Really? I love, that's when I shine. But what, yeah. basically once the sun starts to set, I don't, I don't really want to. Yeah. See, I, I kind of feel like through the day I'm, I'm preparing, I'm doing all other, other things. And then when the sun goes down, I'm like, oh, okay, magic's out. Time to do it. <laughs> huh. You will light the larger central candle. Go through and talk about the, the meaning of the winter solstice. This is also a good one if you have kids and kind of telling them 
what the what it means to you, what it means to your family uh, does not have to be anything that we said. It can be what it means uh, just to transition from the the light to the uh, I'm sorry, from the dark to the light. Or it can mean what it means to be in the dead ass middle of winter. Or it can be very scientific. You can talk about how the planet is oriented right now away from the sun and why it gets cold and why this is the longest night of the year, um, I, which I think would be very cool for a kid to hear mm-hmm. about why that happens. Then you're going to go through the house together and flip off all the lights. Oh, that's fun. That's yeah. This is a very, this is a very cute and it's very symbolic of the light going out and you're in the middle of the, the mm-hmm. darkness, you know, suddenly it's, it's dark. After you go through the house and turn off all of the lights, return to your central candle and one by one, light your individual candles. Okay. And at this point you can choose to say something, say some words if you wish or don't. But after you've taken a moment, you can kind of meditate all together or just sit in silence and listen to the sounds of nature. If you do have maybe your fire is going in the background or your Yule log, you can kind of listen to that and just take a quiet moment to reflect and and um, just reflect on the stillness and, and the darkness. After you've reflected on the stillness and the dark, you're going to blow out all of the candles and then relight just the central candle. This is going to symbolize the returning of the sun, the returning of the light, returning of the warmth, whatever you choose for it to be symbolic to you. Now that the sun has returned, things will continue to grow and the light is coming back and we'll soon we're celebrating how it's going to be spring again, all that stuff. This is also a good time to make your New Year's resolution if you want to. You can uh, put a little bit more of a magical spin on it and say that you're setting your intention for the year to come, setting your intention for what are you going to do with the light half of the year when it's time to jump back into those active, like taking charge parts of the year where it's not just about rest and it's not just about thinking like, what are you going to do? What are you planning on? What is the seed, I guess, that you're kind of storing right now? Uh, And then after everyone has made their intentions, you're going to blow out that candle one last time. If you do have the little ones, you can kind of as a family go through and flip all the lights back on in the house. Or as I, as a parent would do, would probably just send the kids to do it. (laughs) And as the lights come back on, that is your last little symbolic, the return of the light kind of thing. So it's, it's, it's a quickie. And as always, if you're working with candles, please, please be careful. Use, uh, when in doubt, use some fake candles. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe you could use something else that's fiery, like an incense, but won't necessarily like tip over and burn your burn house down. Burn your house down. Are you ready? Yes. I'm going to tell you uh, a ritual. Yes. This is a group ritual. You oh. ready? This is for your whole coven. Oh, boy. <laughs> And this is from... Uh, oh, of it? course. This is from A Book of Pagan Rituals. Mm-hmm. On uh, the nose, as always. Um, the author is not clear. <laughs> Edited by Herman Slater. 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 <laughs> That's exactly. So here's what you do. You listen. You yeah, ready? All tell right. me. A Yule tree shall be set up and decorated with lights and all trimmings mm. in the northern part of the ritual area. In the southern part, the altar shall be arranged as usual, Hmm. except that behind the altar or at the back of it should be placed a log of oak with 13 candles of various colors affixed to it. Damn. A candle holder should be fitted with three or five candles, which are white, and the holder placed before the altar. 
For some, oh, oh, never mind. That would be shitty. I almost read it as for some, the meal which follows. <laughs> Not everybody. For the meal which follows this rite, it is traditional to serve some kind of pork or to prepare a cake in the shape of a boar. That one. I choose that one. I want a pig cake. <laughs> Casual. Oh. In the shape, in of, the shape a of a boar. Okay. Nothing else. Mm. For this ritual, the women taking part should, if possible, wear long robes or gowns of varying colors. Oh. A man shall be chosen to act as priest and three women of varying ages selected to be priestesses. <laughs> oh, okay. The youngest shall be maiden priestess. She should wear white, if possible. The next should be the mother priestess. She should wear red, if possible. Hmm. The oldest shall be the crone priestess, and she should wear black and have a veil. Oh, me. Dope. If possible. So <laughs> <laughs> To begin, the crone priestess sits or stands at the west. All who are in the right do take up candles. Oh. The priest lights the tree, the incense, and the candles before and behind the altar. The mother priestess stands before the tree and says to the group, In this season of the white goddess, oh. do we celebrate the festival of Yule, the rebirth of the sun, and the life for the coming year, the eternal cycle, do we mark here? Jesus. Yeah, big words. All right. The maiden priestess takes the candle holder and holds it while the priest lights it for her. <laughs> <laughs> he's literally doing her a favor <laughs> my first thought was young bitch <laughs> <laughs> the maiden priestess takes the candle holder and holds it while the priest lights it for her he then lights the candles of all of the others the maiden the mother and the priest then lead a slow procession three times clockwise about the ritual area, stopping finally with the maiden standing before the crone priestess. All do gather about as the maiden priestess says, The tides are changing, O crone. Oh. I come to claim oh. that which is now mine. Oh my god, are you serious? Dead serious. Are you serious? I'm not fucking joking, dude. A picture is like... <laughs> it's my yell she's bitch. like Rizzo or something <laughs> oh just like smacking gum just yeah it's mine <laughs> yo. beat it yo bitch <laughs> there are worse things she could do <sighs> so the crone priestess takes off her veil the mother priestess takes it and places it on the maiden priestess. As the crone priestess says, The days grow longer and the sun is reborn. My season is past, but yours is yet to come. Take well the counsel of the years, but be wise and bold in your own actions. I do bid you. The maiden priestess then says to her, I do thank you, wise one. Your grace in seeding to me shall be rewarded. Why is the maiden a little I think because I'm making her sound like one, but the wording ah! is giving it to me, honestly. I mean, it really is. So, the maiden priestess then stands before the tree and holds her candelabra high aloft, saying to all, 
All does change. As the new replaces the old. And the wheel of the seasons goes on. Ever the same, ever changing. Hear us, O great goddess, my sister. Grant us your favors of joy, of love, of peace. And give them to a world that needs your blessings so deeply. Blessed be. Oh. And everyone then says, blessed Blessed be. be. She places the candle holder in the hands of the mother priestess, saying, there's a lot of dialogue. As the mother of all does hold the lights of the world's Fuck what? (laughs) (laughs) That's written really weird. Fuck what? (laughs) Felt like Andrew Glauberman. I just feel like everything she says is is snippy. So she places the candle holder in the hands of the mother priestess, okay? And she says, as the mother of all does hold the lights of the worlds, so also, mother, will you hold this? Huh. The priest brings wine and the loaf or pork... (laughs) <laughs> depending on your choice a slice of hog cake. hog cake the maiden priestess holds her hands out over them blessing the loaf and the pork mm. saying bless and charge this food as an offering to you O goddess that we partake of it so we will be strengthened in your love and enter the new season with joy. Blessed be. Blessed be. And then I'll say, blessed be. <laughs> All do eat and drink. Oh. The rite is then opened to any others who wish to add to it. When all is finally ended, the ritual is closed by the mother priestess as she puts out the candles and the tree lights. And then what, like slits the throat of the crone? <laughs> Jesus. And proclaims the ceremonies to be ended. Oh. Okay, listen, without the snarkiness from that little shit maiden, I know. This was this was quite nice and demure. What was I just loved it too. The um to where it, like, she won't let it go either. The maiden will not like even after after like the 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 crone is like, "All right, be, be wise. Don't be a right. young little cunt, you understand?" <laughs> and so she's like, "Thanks, wise one. Thank you for seeding to me. It's going to go great." Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, and then she keeps going and is like, "As the new replaces the old." It's like, "Dude, we get it. Like, You're okay, young and hot. Yeah, we get it. We understand." Goodness. Jesus, I can't wait to watch that crumble. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be a crone one day. But anyway, that's the Yule Ritual, traditional, traditional ritual. Do it with your covens. Tell us how it goes. Take Has anyone ever done one of these? I would like to think that yes. I hope so. I know we, we've had people write in and say they listen. The solo, I think Lamas one, I think was done a little bit. It's easier. To, there is a solo one in here, but I don't know if I can read it without getting sued. Uh, was that the, the stones? Yes. You collect the stones. Yeah. Which you did. And then the boys found those stones. Yes. All of them. <laughs> Which you had painted with nail varnish? Yeah, yeah, we found them in San Diego, and they are all beautiful. Like, there's a bright red one, a bright yellow, and a bright blue one. And so I varnished them. Yeah. And I put them outside, because those are my 13 stones. And then I was, in that ritual, I was so mutilated by mosquitoes. I basically, when it was over, ran inside, and I left all my rocks. And then I forgot about them for, like, a year. Yeah. Until Ashton, I, I think. I don't know who all, found all them. The guy, it was uh, Hunter and Clarkie and... Russ? Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and Ashton. Sorry, I was I was struggling trying to think of how to refer to your nephew and my 
first cousin once removed. He's your nephew. So, you know, but they were all out playing golf or taking swings at least. And they came across Macy's ritual area where she had these stones. And they're like, and they, we like went outside. We recorded. And after we recorded, we went outside. And they're like, look at these cool stones. Oh, that's right. They were so excited. They were like, we found these. And they were like laid out in this cool pattern. And like, oh, my God. We're like, I hate to tell you this. I did that. <laughs> okay. So there we have some rituals. We have some correspondences, some history. How are you going to spend you all? Or... You know, I guess this winter holiday type season. I, okay, I've been doing good. Mm-hmm. I've been doing real good about it. You know, I'm not trying to be depressed. Yeah. It's going, it's going you, you, fine. You bring everybody down? I'm trying not to. Kick everybody in the ribs right now? I've made it way further already than I had by last year. Yeah, I can, I can feel that. I know that I, I'm not, you know, you don't cure it in a year right. I, i'm i'm, I'm gonna crumble i know that it probably i'm thinking as it, like, when it just won't quit it, mid to end of january yeah. is when i really start to lose my patience it's yeah. like how august is for people who don't like the yeah. heat yeah yeah but i'm doing good i have my plants uh, for yule i think i'm gonna make a i'm gonna cook i'm gonna cook something nice and hearty yeah i've been burning candles all winter mm-hmm. Um, because I am enclosed and I don't love that. So I've been lighting, I've been blowing through candles and I like seeing the fighter, the fire and the fighter. The fighter, (laughs) Jesus. I like seeing it just like kind of dancing around that activity in a stagnant house, you know? That is nice because it is a very still part of the year, which I I enjoy. But if, if you do feel, I could see where it would feel like a, like a turtleneck. You know, just no, yeah, like... it's like literally the feeling of winter mm-hmm. when I can't, because usually in the summertime, you know, I'm d- just walking yeah. outside. Well, I mean, even just looking outside, you see birds flying, you see oh, animals it's activity. running, but now you don't. It's so still, it makes my teeth itch. Yeah. I hate it. I love it. just feels like a, just some goddamn peace and quiet for once. <laughs> Okay, so you're going to make something hearty? You're going to make the solstice gonna, pie? I want to make it, I want to make that recipe, yeah. And <laughs> I just kind of cozy up. You know, we've had a pretty mild winter so far. I'm grateful yeah. for that. Yeah. Maybe if it's nice enough, we'll, we'll build a fire mm-hmm. in the pit outside. If it's like in the 50s, I can dig I can dig that. I can handle. But if it's like in the 30s, fuck that. I'm yeah. not dealing with yeah. that shit. Yeah, last year I remember uh, it was... It was close to that. It was something like that because I remember being out by the fire and thinking, this is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is, you know, and, and especially being out there all night. Yeah. Which that, we do. Yeah, I know. You know I'm glad that you'll have... do that. That's a neat little tradition. It, and it's it's strange because it started shortly after the diving in. But we have this tradition that I love so much. We stay up all night uh, and we set a fire outside. And even Clark does it, who is not a, he, he doesn't practice or anything like that he, he is a night out he is a night out and he does i think enjoy the tradition part mm-hmm. of it which is very very cool um but we stay up all night and we have a fire i bake things is this like, your third all year? yeah this will be the third year uh we also make special drinks i i think one of these episodes one of these uh recipes i did i gave a recipe for lavender milk tea i remember that uh, that was in bulk I think. that was uh yeah 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 i'll also make that for this time mm-hmm. and other little little sweet libations maybe a little whiskey um <laughs> as well as some was wasal or wassail however you prefer uh and then we stay up all night and we toast the sun in the morning and then dude the next part which is not part of the little ritual that we do but it's one of my favorite bits is we black out our windows and our bedroom and then we sleep till like three o'clock in the afternoon see i hate that 
I love it. So Nothing much. is more earth shaking and disorienting and terrifying than waking up at a weird time. Than napping and or like not yeah like waking up yeah. in the day. Yeah, I'm I can't nap. I've mm-hmm. never been able to. I can't do it. I feel like under extreme I, circumstances. If I'm dying, yeah. if I have the flu mm-hmm. or I've been just absolutely worn to my bones, yeah. I will take a nap maybe for a year. Yeah. And they're long. Yeah. They're like, I'll go to bed. I'll take a nap at like one and wake up at six. Yeah. And then it sucks. But not like a 20 minute power nap. No. You've, you've never been And because that. of yeah. that, I wake up in a new dimension. Yeah. And I hate it. I hate, I'll wake up sweating. <laughs> Like drenched in sweat mm-hmm. and just sit up and just be like, how many years has it been? <laughs> like, it's just terrible. I would do that a couple of times as a kid. I remember one time uh, I, I took a nap. I think I was sick and a friend came over and I woke up and it was like seven o'clock outside. So sun was setting and she was like, Charlie, wake up. We got to go to school. And I woke up and I saw my friend who we wouldn't like sometimes take to school. And I panicked. Like I lost my shit. It might have been my first panic attack. <laughs> like, and then she just died laughing. She's like, no, it's seven o'clock. Oh, you've only been asleep for two hours. <laughs> Funny. But that's I, terrible. Like, it, like, I think back to that sometimes and I still like get nervous in my stomach. I don't know why. It was just such a weird, like, where did the time go? <laughs> Any hoozles. We kicked it over to our patrons to tell us what Yule means to them. Give us, give us some insight. And it's always cool to you know, learn from multiple sources. As is our tradition, we D&D style rolled some dice uh, to pick about four people to read from. So our first one comes from Rachel K. Rachel says, for a few years now, I've been attending a, a shamanic, shamanic, How shamanic, you, shamanic? Yeah. thank you. I've been attending a shamanic ceremony around the winter solstice called bringing in the light. It focuses on releasing the past, relishing the current and building community. We also celebrate the light that will return soon. It's become more important to me than Yule almost. This year I'm assisting as an auxilio, uh, a helper. I am building the ceremony uh, centerpieces with items representing the five elements. There's a couple of things that I want to say about this one. I want to go. First of all, it sounds amazing. I'm all about that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So when we, when we picked this one, I kind of pre-read it and I, there were some things I saw about it that I really liked. (sighs) The pointing out of liking this more than Yule, at first I was like, wait, aren't you talking about Yule? And then I saw that it was not a Yule thing, it's a winter solstice thing. Mm -hmm. And that brought about what we were talking about at the very top of the episode, the difference between Yule and a winter solstice. And I was like, you know what? That's why these Sabbaths haven't been... They haven't slapped with me, you know, because I've been looking at them through a very specific lens. Like yeah. this is Imbolg or this not is from Yule. an astrological standpoint or anything. Uh, right. Like that. Yeah. yeah. I've been I've been looking at it like um, just in a very, spe- very specific mm-hmm. kind of like this is a holiday instead of being like, you know what? There's a hundred different things that this could be called. Yeah. It could be called, you know, the Winter Festival. Uh, I around our house, as I've posted over on a couple of places, we've taken a call it. Lo- uh, we call it Longest Night, mm-hmm. me and Clarky do. That's what um, it's called in the QCL series. Is it really? Mm-hmm. I know that there's also some, uh, I believe there's certain sections of Christianity that refer to it as Longest Night. And that's not how I mean it. I, I just like the terminology of Longest Night. I also really like just Winter Solstice. Uh, but thinking about these things sometimes as Yule or as Samhain or as whatever, it just doesn't feel, I feel very disingenuine when mm-hmm. I do it. And I feel like that means I have to like, um, like I have to like 
bake things on a certain day. Yeah. Which, I mean, yeah, for Yule, I love that and I will be doing it. Uh, but Or, like, for Imbolg, I have to, like, put milk in everything. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, again, I'm trying to think of one that I don't do. It, it takes me back to that thing, Cat, from Hearth Wisdom Store. If you're in the DFW area, head up Hearth Wisdom Store. It's in Arlington. Uh, what Cat said to me way back when I was diving into this, and I went in for my very first saw one ever, back when I didn't know how to pronounce it. I said, Samhain, mm-hmm. and she very gently corrected me. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, you know, I, I said, any advice? And sh- she was like, yeah. She's like, learn as much as you can. If it doesn't feel good, throw it over your shoulder with the salt, mm-hmm. you know? And I have to keep remembering that. Mm-hmm. So when we come around to these sabbats, and I'm like, I don't know if I like this aspect. I like this aspect, but not this aspect. I have to remind myself, dude, throw it over, throw it over your shoulder. That's a great way to look at it. Not just for this, but for all of like, you know, all this of metaphysical, yeah. this, you know, all of the topics and everything about mm-hmm. it. Sometimes things just don't feel right. Yeah. You can't fight it. And it's like, re- I know we were just talking about uh, reading a book, but it, it's kind of like picking up a book. And you get a certain way into it and you, you have to make that. You have to make that call. Yeah. Am I going to put this book down because no, I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. I'm not enjoying it. I'm not enjoying it. But it's that, uh, what do they call that sunk cost fallacy? The sunk uh, cost yeah. fallacy of I've already put so much time into it. Yeah. I have to keep going. Or you can make that call like, no, I'm just, we're not clicking. I'm going to close the book mm-hmm. and be done with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use my time for something else. And that's kind of what it reminds me of. You just have to go, shit, you know, divination. I, it sounds cool. And I've been wanting to do it, but it doesn't work for me. And I don't like doing it. Then, dude, you're not a diviner. Move mm-hmm. on, you know? Um, anyway, so that was the first one from Rachel K. Oh, and also the other thing I wanted to say is uh, they said they're building these centerpieces that represents uh, the five elements. And for those of you out there who do choose to represent the five elements, however, how you, what do you use for spirit? I'd like to know uh, how you represent spirit. For me, I use pictures of uh, ancestors and sometimes tobacco, even though that's technically earth, uh, you know. Uh, but ha- tell me how you represent spirit. Sometimes I'll use amethyst. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's usually what I'll put. Or some lavender. Because I like, um, I'll represent all of the four elements, but everything I do has a basis of earth to it. It just does. Mm -hmm. And so I like having still that earth element tied with spirit, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's the the rock, it's the stone. And that's usually what I'll use. So here's one. This is uh, this is from the perspective of someone. This is their favorite Sabbath. Mm. So I'm ready. This is written by Elder and Rose. Oh. Yule is my favorite Sabbath. Ah. I put evergreen boughs on everything Ooh. with white candles and bright yellow orange, bright yellow slash orange drawings of the sun. Ooh. I bake bread and make a hearty stew. Mm. And I often clean. That's important. That, yeah. It's a biggie. For me, it is a day of introspection and quiet. I move slowly through the day with quiet music and care, working and thinking of what the return of the sun will bring in the coming months. Oh, how purpose! How like that's very purposeful. Uh I like that. And what I will leave behind in the dark. I am not the lady that can stay up all night for anything, (laughs) but work. Babies just don't want to be born on my schedule, apparently. (laughs) So we go to bed and wake up just before dawn. Bundle up. And sit on the porch to watch the sun come up. Mimosas or just orange juice in hand. I like mimosas. This year, we will be unexpectedly on the road. And I'm very sad to miss this day in my home, hoping to find something that will fill the space while traveling. Oh. I like that. Everybody, post your ideas for a a Yule to go. 
celebration over on the Facebook, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, Elder and Rose can see that. Everybody, yeah. What a time! <laughs> what a time that was. Rock your body. <laughs> Backstreet back Hooray Okay um, <laughs> That's enough of that That's too much The next one we have is from Ashley E Ashley says this is my first Yule I made some decorations with my son For our tree I plan on getting some missiles um, Some missiles <laughs> shit no i plan on getting some mistletoe to hang because oh god here comes the government they're oh shit we talked about anthrax on the last episode oh no shit well this is our last episode ever (laughs) ashley says i plan on getting some mistletoe to hang because mistletoe is sacred to the druids Rather than burning a Yule log because our fireplace needs some work, I bought a Yule candle from a local witchy shop to burn the night of the solstice. I plan on making wasal and maybe telling some ghost stories. I love the ghost story tradition around this time. I'm sure there's a very specific reason, but in my mind now, don't take my word on this. I feel like it's because of the uh, tie to divination in this time of year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, the kind of that, yeah, that makes sense. That spirit element. Kind of, yeah, you know, and maybe over time that's kind of, you know, but it's like, oh, like in that Christmas song, they'll be scary ghost yeah. stories and, you know, whatever. But why? It's the last thing you would think of about Christmas is ghost stories. But I love the idea that this Yule, I'm going to be able to just pop in like just, a like a spooky move. Just, yeah, just watch horror films. <laughs> it's kind of fucking badass. Dude, have you seen... V Wars on Netflix. No. Like, this is... So, and I hate to shit on things that people have done. It's so bad. The dialogue is some of the worst fucking dialogue I have ever seen. However, Does I Does it am, hurt? It hurts. It hurts. I mean, there's at one point they have to bring the military in because of the vampires. It... <laughs> But at one point, the military is there, and he's like, do something or another. And then, like, some plebeian steps, and he's like, sir, we need a court order for that. And I shit you not, he turns to the camera and he goes, I am your court order, son. Oh, my God. It's so bad. That's a work of art. It's so bad. But I'm watching it for the second time with Clark, because it was so good. Okay, cool. Sorry. This is a short and sweet one, and it's it kind of sums up how I feel about this whole day. Whole. Uh, this was sent in by Ashley C. I love Yule because, like Macy, I get really bad oh. winter blues, <laughs> and Yule seems to be the halfway mark. We're almost there, Macy. How appropriate. We're almost there. We're almost there. Almost um, there. I would like to take this point <laughs> to object. <laughs> I'm going to call the police. <laughs> All right, so thank you very much to our patrons for those. Uh, I always like to read what you guys say and, you know, different perspectives. And it's different, really cool. It's really cool to see, because you can read online. Some people do this and some people do that. You can read that all day, but seeing it, like, yeah, in Yeah, it's practice, not firsthand. Yeah, it's, it's, it's chill. It's lit. It's lit. We've got a little, we've got a special present to unwrap. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> We got a special present. It's uh, been hand-wrapped and delivered by Jim himself. Mm. It's some beautiful review footage. Thanks. Mm. 
Jim. This is called Jim and Jim in like a in like a in like a Santa costume. Oh God! <laughs> and he's got like a fake belly, but you're not sure what is it under is. there. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's, it's not dri- a pillow. It's dripping. It's a little wet. It moves sometimes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> this one is called Friggin' Great. Oh, I like that. This comes to us from Nicole Aaron. This podcast is so effing good. Is that it? <laughs> no. I'm devouring, but there was periods. Every, I love it. So I, I, I imagine it's like clapping after mm-hmm, every... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm devouring this as fast as I can from the Texas accents. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> from the Texas accents to the conversation and giggles. Mm-hmm. It feels like home. I friggin' love it. Friggin'. And then there is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 gold stars. Whoa. 16. That's more than I've ever made. Gold stars. Wow. That's, we're a good noodle. We're a we're good got, noodle. We're our good noodle stars. All right, man. <clears throat> Here at the Edge of the World, we should mention that uh, this is going to be our last episode of the year. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like we did last year, we're going to take a uh, take time off for yep. Christmas. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and we're going to enjoy that. We're going to enjoy the hell out of it, and we mm-hmm. hope you do too. And we will see y'all in the new year. I think, it, I think January 1st is a Wednesday, so we'll see you new year. Great. Uh, and until then, if you would like to advertise with us in the new year, in the 2020, the fresh lit the coming up in the 2020 the that's, 20s. We're officially tricky. back in yeah, the 20s. Yeah, we're back in the you know? 20s. I wanted, to th- I wanted so bad to throw a roaring 20s party for this, but it just, there's just so, there's a lot to do. There's too much. There's too to much. Do. You know, and I have no friends, so I don't know how that would turn <laughs> I out. I feel that, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, Macy, you want to come over? You want to come over? You want to wear a fascinator and come over? I'd be down for that, I'd really. I'd be totally down. Drink champagne out of those, like, short, squatty champagne mm-hmm, glasses, mm-hmm. like Gatsby style. Mm-hmm. That's it. If you do would, if you do would like to advertise with us, we read your ad real good. You can do that at Macy. Where can they do that? Fuck. H T T P S colon forward slash forward slash advertise cast dot com forward slash the which bitch amateur hour nailed it. Mm. We have an email address that is wbahpodcast at gmail.com. There's, no, there's nothing really funny to do about that the email. That was just concise. That's just kind of there. Macy, mm. where can you sit on Jim's swollen Santa lap and mm. tell him what you want for Christmas? Gross. Where can Where can you whisper into his ear that smells a little too much like cheese? A little cheesy. A little cheesy ear? Yeah. Yeah. It's got some, like, impacted wax and, like, you know, you can see it. See, like, the hair is coming out of it. I feel like Jim's, like, Christmas wish. He's, like, weird. He just wants you to, like, watch him slowly do the Macarena. (laughs) While making eye contact. (laughs) And he's, like, muttering. Macarena. Hey, Macarena. Hi. That's what he's doing. That's um, all he wants for Christmas is honestly, for you to watch that. You know what? Not a bad, not a, I could do that for It's him. a fair trade. Where can you go and give Jim 
what he wants. His Christmas miracle. His Christmas, where can you give Jim his Christmas miracle? By the way, if you're a first time listener, we're talking about Instagram. <laughs> at which bitch amateur hour. We have one Twitter where we one tweet. Hi, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get you the, the fuck. At bitch hour. At bitch hour. Come eat with us. Come share in a Yule feast with us. Meat pie. At... <laughs> We're talking about food a little too close to the gym talk, and mm. I'm just, it's not mm. working for me. Mm-hmm. You can catch us over on Facebook at Witch Amateur Hour. No bitch on Facebook. (laughs) If you're interested in supporting the podcast, we have a Patreon. That is patreon.com slash. The WBH. Nope. WBH podcast. Hell yeah. We have the cutest, the sweetest, bestest P.O. Box in Texas. What's her name? You can... Send you a little food letter to Lady Saucebox. She's got a title. Mm -hmm. Lady. Of course she would. Mm -hmm. She absolutely would. She insists upon that. Oh, she would have nothing less. Nothing less. A little haughty, that one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hot, like I mean, she's literally saucy. She is. (laughs) Little saucy has been. What did I say about Something whore of a little shit mouth bitch. It came out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, that's right. You can send a food letter to Lady Sauce Box at P.O. Box 865. Oh. P.O. Box 865. Canton, Texas 75103. That's a lot of sound. All right. It's been great. It's been It's been... This is not how I want to start my year. My Yule. What? This is our last episode of the year can't end this way. (laughs) Well, it's a Christmas miracle. I feel victorious. Mm, Happy Yule, Macy. Thanks. Happy Yule, Charlie. Thanks, Macy. (laughs) I had to gloat for just a few seconds longer. I had to just stare at you. Aquarius. Welcome back to another episode of Witching in the Kitchen. That's probably taken. I have two recipes, like I said before. I've got a winter solstice pot pie and a traditional Yule wassail recipe. Wassail? I heard it's supposed to rhyme with fossil. I'm going to start off with the winter solstice pot pie. This comes to us from Bear Tribe at blogspot.com. I will link to it in the show notes below. If you can't see with uh, whatever device you're listening on, go to our website, witchbitchamateurhour.com or wbahpodcast.com, and the show notes will be available there. So for this recipe, you can use a pre-made pie crust or you can make your own. If you choose to go the make-your-own route, here's what you'll need. One and one-fourth cups of all-purpose flour, a teaspoon of salt, 
a half teaspoon of black pepper, eight tablespoons or one stick of cold unsalted butter, cut that up into little pieces, and three to four tablespoons of ice water. You'll place the flour, salt, and pepper into the bowl or a food processor and pulse it to combine. If you're not using a food processor, you can uh, really the best way is to get in there with your hands and to kind of squish the butter up into the flour and salt mixture until it's a nice crumbly kind of coarse texture. After that happens, drizzle in the water slowly and kind of just knead it until it forms a cohesive little ball. After that, you're going to want to wrap it in plastic wrap and stick it in the fridge. For this recipe, it is best to do that for at least an hour or so, uh, but pie crust is always going to get better if you can leave it in overnight. And for the filling of the pie, you will need two to three cups of diced vegetables. This really depends on your preference, but they list here onion, garlic, carrot, celery, potato, mushrooms, sweet potato, winter squash, turnip, parsnip, broccoli, or Brussels sprouts. You don't have to use all of those. You can pick and choose. But those are some traditional winter-style vegetables. You'll need four to six cups of chopped greens. You can use spinach, kale, mustard greens, turnip greens, uh, or chard. I think I'll personally be using the turnip greens. One to three tablespoons of oil, one to two handfuls of unbleached white flour, half a cup or so of broth, and salt and pepper to taste. Preheat your oven to 350 degrees. That is Fahrenheit, y'all. Allow 15 to 20 minutes for chilled dough to thaw before rolling it out. Otherwise, it's going to split and crack everywhere and it's just a mess. Heat the oil in a large skillet and toss in your diced vegetables. Saute them until the surfaces are just beginning to brown and get kind of uh, kind of crunchy. Add in the greens and cook that until they are just barely wilted and sort of soft. Season with salt and pepper to your taste while stirring. Of course, throwing in a little bit of intention with that salt and pepper. You'll toss in the flour by the handful until the ingredients are well coated and then slowly pour the broth in. Alternate between adding the broth and stirring so that you can get a good non-lumpy consistency. Roll out the dough and press into a greased or non-stick pie pan. Pour in the veggie and green mixture, and after that you can you can put a little bit of extra pie dough on top. You can do the classic pie lattice thing, or you can put it on and make pretty little designs. This one that I'm looking at here has a sun on the top of it, or you can cover the entire thing with just another layer of pie crust with some holes poked in it if you want to go super simple. Bake it for 30 to 40 minutes or until the crust is golden brown. If the edges start to brown like too too quickly, you can take it out and put some foil around the edges to kind of keep them from getting burned. After it bakes, just let it sit to five or 10 minutes before you, uh, before you cut it up and eat it. I've made this pie for the past two Yules, I believe, and it always keeps for a very long time in the fridge you know, kind of like any pot pie is going to last for a little while. And it just gets better. Like the second day, it is so much better. The next recipe I have is a Yule fossil recipe. I'm never going to say that correctly. Here's what you'll need. You'll need a gallon of apple cider, two cups of cranberry juice, a half a cup of honey, a half a cup of sugar, 
two oranges, some whole cloves, kind of depending on how clovey you want that to be, an apple peeled and diced, a little bit of allspice, a little bit of ginger, a little bit of nutmeg, and three cinnamon sticks or three tablespoons of ground cinnamon. Now, since ground cinnamon doesn't mix very well with liquid, I would suggest using the cinnamon sticks. Uh, and I'm always going to want to use more than, than suggested. It says three here, but I'm going to use like 50 probably. You'll also need a half a cup or a cup if you want to get wild of brandy. That is totally optional. So this recipe here is best made in a crock pot. If you don't have a crock pot, you can do it on the stove on its lowest setting. Set your crock pot to its lowest setting and pour in the apple cider, the cranberry juice, the honey, and the sugar, mixing it all carefully. Make sure that you stay around at least long enough for it to heat up enough to make sure that the uh, that the honey and the, the sugar are dissolved. So this recipe does get a little bit fancy and it's very, the finished product is like super pretty. You don't have to do this, but it does suggest that you stud the oranges with the cloves and then place them in the pot. If you don't want to do this, I would just put the oranges in, uh, maybe cut up in slices, and then make sure you put your cloves in a tea bag or something uh, because you don't want to be drinking the drink and just have like, like, cloves floating around in it. A tea strainer is a good option. Then you'll add the diced apple, add in your spices like allspice, ginger, nutmeg. And this is to your taste. Usually a couple of tablespoons uh, is plenty. Finally, you'll snap in the cinnamon sticks. After you've added everything, cover your pot and allow it to simmer for two to four hours on low heat. If you are adding in the alcohol, you're going to wait until about an hour or so prior to serving, and then you'll add it. Don't let the alcohol go all day because it will just like evaporate out and be pointless. <laughs> With that said, happy Yule, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful, happy, healthy, safe, all the good words, Yule, and we'll see you in the new year. Because there's a hell of a story.